Hello and welcome to According to John. Today, special edition. It, dude, I think that is so appropriate. Today we're going to talk about, uh, as a matter of fact, we're going to answer the question, what does it mean that God is our sustainer and refuge? And what I want to do is I want to take a moment and just point a few things out, uh, how this one came about. The, the, the question is mine, but, but the question is mine because I want to help a family. And what I mean by help a family is I want them to know that they're loved and that they're prayed for. And I know that they listen to our podcast and they, they love us and they know us well. Yeah. They know you well. They know me through the podcast. Yeah. They're from one of our baby churches that our, our church, uh, was the mother church spawned them and Tom and Kim, we love you. We have huge respect for you and to our listening audience. Uh, Tom and Kim, uh, have a child, uh, little Michael Cubby is affectionately known as yes, as Cubby the Mighty. And as a matter of fact, I have the the bracelet now. Tom and Kim, if you're looking, you're going to go. Wait a minute, the bracelet is not black; it's green. But we have a green screen behind us, so if I go up, it becomes green. green. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want you to know that I wear this, and I pray for Cubby the Mighty. And, uh, and I pray for you guys. And I thought, uh, when I, when I heard, uh, this story, I, I told Scott and Jen, I said, Pastor Scott, yeah, Pastor Scott and, uh, and his wife, Jen. And I said, Hey guys, here's what I want to do. Uh, and and right on the spot, God just laid it on my heart. And I said, well, what I want to do is a podcast that encourages Tom and Kim. Amen. And, and also to do a podcast so that anyone that listens to According to John, uh, you guys will pray for Tom and Kim and Cubby. His name is Michael, but uh, Cubby affectionately, Cubby the Mighty. He's two years old, and he's fighting cancer. And, uh, dude, it's, it's, uh, as a dad, right, Uh it's, it's heartbreaking and as a mom and, you know, as a parent. And what I really want to do is I want to encourage um, those who uh, listen to According to John and if you'll share the word and spread the word to anyone and everyone uh, to pray for this family and uh, to pray for Cubby's health and his restoration and to pray for mom and dad's strength and, um a spiritual guiding that they can't explain, but just sweeps them up and comforts them like they've never been comforted before as they go through this process. And here's the coolest part is they love Jesus. They're young in the Lord. Tom and Kim came to faith in Christ and jumped into serving God with all their heart immediately. And it's kind of like they were never baby Christians in the eyes of those at, at their church and their pastor yeah. that just jumped in and served very gifted people, very faithful. See them sitting on the front row. Daddy's a gifted musician, wonderful singer. And I just spoke in their church a, a, a few weeks ago, and, and uh, Pastor Scott kind of nudged me and said um, last night uh, Cubby was in the hospital all night, and it was a very, very delicate, uh, scary situation, and uh, Mom and Dad were up all night. 
and Tom leaves the hospital, comes home, showers, gets no sleep, comes to church because he's a worship leader and he fulfills his commitments. Right. And he sat and That's sang. integrity, man. I'm just going to tell you. And, and I, 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 I've known him for since he got saved and he's just a very gifted and loving and just an amazing guy. But then when I heard the backstory, the song that he sang was just like led of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Tom, you were living uh, the song that you were singing and it touched everybody's heart. But for the handful of us that knew you were up all night and knew what you're up against, uh, and not making excuses, you just show up and, and lift up God and serve him no matter what you're feeling like, I wept. I, I just wept. It was, it was like the words were just from God through you to our hearts. And so what an honor it is for me, Pastor Amen. Don, to sit next to you and minister to you to Tom and Kim because we're just everybody's yeah. going to gang up in prayer for Covey. We're going to have right. a thousand people to the prayer list mm-hmm. through this podcast. So uh, it's minimum, honor, yeah, and an honor for me to uh, right. be a part. And we're loaded with scripture. We're going to give everything we got to be a blessing to you yeah. with the Word of God. And of course, our prayers uh, for Covey and you are um, going to be multiplied. Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, uh, first off, uh, I want to say. <laughs> We are John Westfall, yeah, Pastor Duke Herget, yeah, and this is a podcast is called According to John, and uh, we're a little overwhelmed right now. Yeah, man, I'm telling you. So uh, since I've heard this, I have just been. Um, you can't get it off your mind because you don't want to, and you can't get it off your heart because you don't want to. But all you can do is. Is just look into the scriptures, claim yeah. God's promises, yeah. and love one another fervently. Yeah. <laughs> it still feels like not enough, doesn't it? Uh, right? It doesn't. And so, uh, first off, I want to say, uh, Kim, I know that you are such a faithful listener to According to John, and I love you and appreciate you for that and for your support. And I want you to know that I support you, and I know that Duke supports you, and, um, and According to John listeners uh, will be supporting you as soon as this goes out uh, live, which is the next podcast. So it'd be Tuesday. Uh, I don't even know the date. This just jumped ahead of a bunch of others. Yeah, this this is taking precedence right here. And uh, so anyway, Kim, I just want you to know uh, that we love you. And Tom, we love you. Cubby, the mighty uh, brother, we are praying for you and we love you. And we pray that this is an encouragement. And I I hope because the goal was as I laid this out, and and Duke, you know, I I got I, I ended up with four podcasts that I tried to put into one, mm-hmm. trying to trying to feed uh, your soul uh, the Word of God, and so I hope that we uh, have helped you because we're here and because we we're here, yeah, yeah. I wish we could do more, but uh, we know uh, prayer is way more powerful than what we ever guess. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that, right? So let's go to the Lord in prayer. And, uh, brother, I'm going to ask you to pray because I don't know that. (laughs) Pray. Let's pray. Father in heaven, um, this is a real deal. And uh, we're so comforted knowing that you love Cubby more than mom and dad do and more than we do. But you use these uh, heartaches to draw our hearts uh, closer to you and to one another and we just pray you'll unite a thousand or more people uh, because of this podcast to pray for Cubby and, and for Tom and Kim 
that the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ can be seen and felt through this couple, through Cubby, uh, to all who see them, all who know them. And Lord, we know that you're the great physician. And in Jesus' name, we we invite you, Jesus, to do what yes, only you can do yes. and uh, lift up this boy. Thank you for the miracles that have already happened. And uh, we just believe that you're big enough and good enough and love loving enough that uh, you're going to blow our minds with... Uh, what you got up your sleeve bless and give it peace and direction in jesus name amen amen okay so um all right i'm on now <laughs> okay uh so what we're going to talk about is and the question that i came up with uh for this podcast was uh what does it mean that god is our sustainer and refuge and I, I'm going to tell you, uh, we could literally, we could do four weeks on this one. Uh, easily, we could do four weeks on this one. And uh, so what, what we're going to do, though, is uh, try to put it all together and keep it within a, an hour time frame. Okay, we'll try to be very respectful, but uh, we, we want to complete it. So what does it mean that God is our sustainer and refuge? Throughout Scripture, God's described as one who sustains all things. And, and I tell people, what does all mean? All means all, and that's all all means. And that's talking about at the chemical level, the atomic level, uh, the weather, the government's health. He is the sustainer and of, of all. Of all, right? So as we look into the scriptures in Hebrews 1.3, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. And so what we see is that God sustains everything. He upholds all things by the word of his power. He just speaks it. Isn't that nice? Our refuge, our sustainer is powerful. All powerful and i am i'm just dude when you think about it it does get a little overwhelming doesn't it okay so for me it gets a little overwhelming um when i think about it so as we look at this uh what i want to see is uh to sustain something means to give strength protection encouragement and comfort strength protection encouragement and comfort it is everything we need uh, when we are in trials. You know, I've been in this walk with Jesus for 50 years now, pastoral care 44 years now, and I've seen from Scripture and from life experience that when God trusts, especially younger couples in the Lord with great trials, he knows what he's doing. He's a good, good father, and he doesn't put the easiest way before his best people uh, the great people of scripture went through some stuff and Tom and Kim, we know you're going through some stuff yep. and your church rocks. I mean, you have pulled together. God has used already your, your heartaches and, and, and your trials to pull your church together. And your pastor and his wife love you. And they <laughs> talk about how you walk with God through this uh, drama. They talk behind your back. <laughs> Yeah, they be talking about you around the corner. They you do. just need to know. They do, and it it pulls all believers <sighs> together. And 
we as believers, we have a tendency to be kind of fussy. Oh, you know, my I asked my wife for eggs today, and, I went, and she said, well, how do you want them cooked? I said, I want one fried and one scrambled. <laughs> So she brought it to me, and I said, "You scrambled the wrong one." You know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's how we are. We're we're we're, we're that, stupid. <laughs> you okay, Johnny? That is, dude. There's a point. Okay, there's a point. <laughs> but we we can become fussy. Yeah, and we yeah. just expect everything to be easy. And I gave my life to Jesus, and everything's yippee happy, and it's it's not. It's going to be for eternity when we go home. We get lost in the things that just don't matter yeah, that's what i was trying to say you get a point too that's what i was trying to say we can be fussy and you guys right. man you're up against some uh, right. a real trial and you're doing it in tremendous grace and poise and that uh, is one of the things i do want to say is talking to uh pastor scott and jen both of them were like man these guys are walking through the fire with absolute integrity and grace and and a strength that uh, only God can give, obviously. And it edifies all of all those of who see you yeah. trusting God through this. I have a well, friend. And it shows Jesus to the lost. I mean, there's people that are, there's people that are watching you, uh, Tom and Kim, they're watching you as you walk through the halls of that hospital. They're watching you as you walk through the halls of the church and uh, everywhere you go. And, and when you walk the walk of Jesus, that's what they get to see. And, and it's the most amazing thing because, um, well, it just doesn't get any better than the shine Jesus. Yeah, all things Didn't mean to interrupt have you, a tendency to work together for good yeah. to them yeah. that love the Lord, to them yeah. that are called according to his purpose. And so God gets glory in mysterious ways, and he's doing it now, and it's uniting so many hearts as right. one heart. And we're seeing our own foolishness in it, and we're seeing the strength God is giving you. And, of course, we're praying for that strength. Right. We're praying for it to multiply as, as people do watch you. Uh, those of us who know Jesus, we see his hand of grace upon you. But those of, uh, those who do not know Jesus see your walk, and they're like, what is this? And they're all, you're pretty overt about your faith. Right. And that's a beautiful thing as well. Right. Well, God's, listen, God's sustaining is a holding together with a power that surpasses uh, that of any human. And God sustains, and this is the cool thing, once we understand that, that, his sustaining is surpasses anything in existence. And then we come to the realization that God sustains his children through difficult times. And that's the encouraging word, right? Psalm 54, four says, behold. And remember when we see the word behold in the scriptures, it's like, Hey, let me Stop get your attention dead in your tracks and get and hold of this. Listen, right? God and it says, behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with those who uphold my life. God is my helper. And so what we see is through difficult times, God is the helper and God sustains us and God carries us uh, because the reality is our strength runs out. Mm -hmm. There's a little camp song we used to sing back when I was a believer, 50, a new believer 50 years ago. It said, the Lord, our, our Lord knows the way through the wilderness, all I have to do is follow. 
there are some wilderness wanderings yeah. in the scriptures mm-hmm. and God always had a reason for it. Now yeah. I, you don't always know what that reason is in the right. moment. Right. And, and that's a hard thing to hear too, man. Let's just be honest. When your child's two years old fighting cancer, you're in a, in the hospital more than you're at home. Uh, as a parent, when you're in the hospital watching your child go through this and you, you can't do anything except pray. Uh, and then you talk to someone and, and they say, God has a plan. God has a purpose. Let's just be honest, dude. We don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's the truth. And when we're having these heartbreaks in our face, the cry of our soul, mm-hmm. whether we're a believer or unbeliever, is why, why? And pastorally, I come along times like that, and I, have, I know the scriptures, mm-hmm. but I, I, I don't know why. I, I do know that we live in a fallen world, Adam and Eve sinned, death passed upon all for all have sinned and we live in a fallen world. We're living in a polluted world. And I know a lot of children today are suffering because of, uh, sin uh, of, of the, of the curse of sin. Yeah. And then the, yeah. the, the foods and, and the, and the, and the vaccinations and all the things that are so different chemically for this generation of children that we didn't face, uh, back in the, in the fifties and sixties. Right. So I don't know the answers to why I just know that God is good. Uh, and he knows what is he's doing. I don't believe God inflicts no. uh, things upon children or people in general. No, but, but what we do know is God will use that. Yes. So not just for his glory, but he will use that to strengthen us and to show us great and mighty things that we do not know. Psalm 1839 says, For you have armed me, this is the psalmist, uh, David, I believe, for you have armed me with strength for the battle. Mm-hmm. And that's what God does. God arms us with strength for the battle. And, and sometimes we don't need to know why because the why becomes immaterial. What we need to come to the realization of is God, I trust you. Mm-hmm. I trust you. Every time God bragged on somebody in the scriptures, it's on that principle. Abraham trusted God. He believed yeah. God. God <laughs> counted that as righteousness. righteousness. And on the negative side, Israel did not trust God to go into the promised land mm-hmm. and they did the wilderness wanderings. And so I know we've been called upon Joel and I, my wife, uh, our daughter was born, our firstborn. Uh, soon after we arrived in New York with severely clubbed feet and it looked like, I mean, her, her ankles were where her heels should be. It was just, her feet were just turned and it just crushed us. And I'm thinking, Oh, why? And I'm thinking, well, I used to do a lot of LSD back in the day. Maybe I messed up, you know, my jeans are messed up. All these, all these things, the enemy will come in like a flood and, right. and, 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 and bring guilt you know, and, 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 and fault, you know, he's a blame, uh, oh, accuser of he's the brethren. accuser of the brethren. So we had to get through that drama, you know, why, why, why? And we don't really know why, except that God allowed it to happen. And it was six surgeries later. And she's lived a normal life. She has a couple limitations, but she's had a wonderful life. And then we had, uh, her daughter was born with a heart defect, had two major surgeries the first week of her life. And it was touch and go for a while. And God has blessed that. And uh, so we're, you know, we're the grandparents now. And it's like, we don't know why, but God, we just, and then ultimately one last, uh, my son lost his firstborn baby uh, the day before the due date, stillborn. And they think it was a blood clot and all that. We don't, we don't really know, but 
what we learned, uh, Tom and Kim, is we just trust we didn't God. Know what. We trusted God. Trust God. We wept till we had no more power to weep, and we worshiped our way through. And that's yeah. what I see you doing. And uh, I was going to say, that's what it sounds like they're doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm watch. I've seen them do it. And and by the way, frustration is part of the worship because you're crying out to God. Read the Psalms. Yeah, <laughs> they were very frustrated. Yeah, but they would always turn around and land on on faith. And well, trust. and David throughout the Psalms writes about his dependency on God. And so I want to read some over. of this, right? Psalm 63, one, Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Uh, Psalm 63, eight, my soul follows close behind you. Your right hand upholds me. Psalm 18, 35, you have also given me the shield of your salvation. Your right hand has held me up. Your gentleness has made me great. We have Psalm 41, 12. As for me, you uphold me in my integrity and set me before your face forever. Set me before your face forever. Uh, I'm reminded of Stephen. When Stephen is about to get stoned to death, Jesus. First martyr. The first martyr. Jesus stood. Stood. Right? And so when when Stephen looks up, he sees Jesus standing. And I, I believe that when we're going through the trials and the tribulations and, and that we feel like they almost get overwhelming for us uh, or they do get overwhelming for us, I don't know, man. I feel like Jesus just stands for us. I think so too. And, and that's the most awesome promise uh, ever. And, and, you know, people say, well, God will never put any more on you than you can handle. That's a lie. Because the scriptures tell us that God will allow more than we can handle so that we depend on him, that we go to him. Like he'll use that for his glory. I, I don't know why people go through what they go through, but here's what I do know. I do know that just like David where he says, uh, as for me, you uphold me in my integrity and set me before your face forever. Um, God sets you before his face. Mm-hmm. Paul uh, had confessed, I think it was to the Corinthians, when he said we were pressed down, out of measure, uh, we despaired even of our life. Yeah. But he said, and people said, how'd you make it through? He said, we had this sentence of death in ourselves. We just died to self. I don't have to know what's going on. I I, I know God. I, I don't have to feel his presence. I, I love it, but I know he's with me always, whether I'm feeling it or not. So I'm celebrating that he is with me. And if he wants to give me that overwhelming sense that he's with me, I'll take it. Right. But uh, even if I'm not feeling it, I know he's with me. And I know when we were going through the our hardest times with uh, our the sufferings of our grandchildren and, and, and child, it's just like, we're Lord, I, I know you love Leah more than we do. That is the reality that we have a tendency to forget god loves our children more than we i realize leah and and our grandkids are his children before they're our children he he gave they, they they belong to him and he gives them to our care and so we care for them with everything we have with all of our resources and of course with cubby it's medical resources and um and we just learn to rest in that. 
And when we're resting in that, he is so pleased yeah. with us. Well, and that that's when, when we feel overwhelmed, when we feel like we're falling apart and have nothing left and, and Tom and Kim, I'm sure that you have reached that point at times and you may be there while you're listening to this. Um, I want to remind you again that God wants us to come to him. Look here in Psalm 55, 22, cast your burden on the Lord. Now, if you look at this passage, Lord is all caps, which is Yahweh, which is God all encompassing. It's not just the father or just the son or just the Holy Spirit. It is God, the Trinity, cast your burden on the Trinity. All that God is the Godhead, the Godhead all of God, and he shall sustain you. God as a whole shall sustain you, which means now you have the Father sending the Holy Spirit to you to comfort you. You have the Son going to the Father, praying on your behalf for the Holy Spirit to do his job. You have all three that have gotten involved in comforting you and taking care of your Son. And and when you look at it that way, Duke, like... I was reminded this week that prayer is not us trying to change God's mind. Prayer is not for us to try to get God to be nice to us and give us something. Prayer is God moving our hearts, putting on our hearts what's already on his heart. Right. And it's God who loves Covey. It's, It's God who is in the midst of this for... God's glory. And I, I know the great people, Joseph was forsaken by his family, for, uh, falsely accused, framed by Potiphar's wife of attempted rape, right. and then forgotten in prison. But God, and that wasn't fun. But God didn't forget him. God didn't forget and, him. And that is the rest of this passage of Psalm 55 22. Cast your burden on the Lord, and he shall sustain you. He shall never. Look at that, dude. Never grab this word, guys. Never. Never. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Mm-hmm. And there was Joseph in a bad situation, but God knew what he was doing. And in the right time, perfect timing, Pharaoh has a dream. The rest is history. And so I, I remember in our darkest hours when we wept till we had more power weep we landed on faith and said god you're big we we, we're not going to try to figure out anything anymore we just know you're big we know you're good and we know you love us and we're trusting you ephesians 1 18 through 19 says this the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is that hope of his calling what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? Now, uh, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who us. believe that we would see the working of his mighty power? I mean, God's like, I'm going to get involved and I'm going to show you something. And you're going to be in awe. I like that power word. Right? So God is there and he sustains us and he's all powerful and he's giving and he's loving and he wants us. And 
I mean, let's face it. God sustains the universe. Hebrews 1, 3, right? Uh, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. All things by the word of his power. He can speak it. He can speak it. And so we need to hold on to that and know that God is in control. And so now I want to encourage you to go to God as your refuge. And anybody listening to this podcast, not just Tom and Kim, although this is directed to them because uh, uh, Tom, Kim, we want you to know that we love you and we're praying for you. And we want you to know that you're not alone. And we want you to know that there are going to be thousands praying for you after this podcast. We want to encourage you with that. But if there's anyone else listening that's going through this, we want to encourage you as well. Obviously, this is for all of our listeners or anyone who needs it. And so um, now I want to encourage you to go to God as your refuge. And when the Bible describes God as our refuge, right, uh, it's saying that God is our safe place when we need protection. Mm-hmm. He is our safe place when we need protection. And knowing God as our refuge enables us to trust him more. You know, the, the more that I protected my daughters growing up, the more my daughters trusted that dad would protect them. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you get this, like my daughters would would go, um, uh, I know, you know, like when they came home, they knew they were safe because they were, dad was around, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the way it is with, with the Lord. And the more we know him, the more that we will trust him. And then we'll realize we do not need to fear situations. Uh, We don't need to fear People, we don't need to fear anything threatening us, and whether it's physical or spiritual. Duke, we don't need to fear it because God is greater than all, and God says He will sustain us, He will hold us, and we can run to Him mm-hmm. knowing He will protect us. I know in our darkest hours, we just chose to stop asking questions, <laughs> we, we chose not right. to just try to figure it all out. We just chose to worship and praise. Well, and it just reminds us that there's no situation that we'll ever face that's out of God's control. Yeah, I I think in that time what I was trying to say is that we became promise claimers. Mm -hmm. God is a promise keeper. Right. And we are promise claimers. Well, how about this? Proverbs 18.10, how's this for a promise? The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. I love it. Right? Listen, these are are promises, man. If we run to the Lord, we're safe. And the Lord is a sustainer, and he is our refuge, and there is no situation that's out of God's control. And so what happens is we can start praying promises, claiming promises, knowing that God is the promise keeper. Mm -hmm. I think of Abraham, his greatest test, when he was uh, asked by the Lord to offer his son Isaac up on the altar. Isaac's maybe 11, 12 years old, and uh, it's a bad situation. But he he trusted. Yep. And there's little Isaac on there. Dad, we have the the fire and we have the wood, but where's the sacrifice? 
And Abraham God heart, will supply. Abraham must have just like, oh my goodness. But Abraham believed yeah. that this is going to be the son through whom God miraculously gave us. And this is the son whom God is going to miraculously lift up a great messianic nation. And so if God wants me to kill him, uh, to offer him as a sacrifice, then God must be going to raise him up. Boy, that because faith. Because he trusted God's promise. And that's what God's looking for from all yeah. of us, yeah. that yeah. when, yeah. especially when we're hurting, yeah. that we yeah. trust him. What glory? Well, like you said, Jesus stood for Thomas. I think God... Or for uh, Stephen. For Stephen. I yeah. think God stands for... Uh, Tom and Tom Kim and... Kim and Cubby. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Think and so. and what I love is some of the examples that we have in Scripture, like David is a great example of, of standing and trusting God. It says David, you know, of course, David's on the run because uh, there are people that want to kill him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's yeah. got... He's got they're serious. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they actually mean it. Yeah, they're, they do. They're, they're armed. Re- yeah, they want to kill him. And then in Psalm 62, 7 through 8, mm-hmm. David says this. In God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength, and my refuge is in God. Trust him at all, trust in him at all times. Not just trust him, but trust in him. Lean on him. Put everything into it. Listen, that is that is one thing that you can put all you have into and you will get an amazing payout. And it says, let me, real quick, trust in him at all times. You people pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. God likes us to pour out our heart to him. It's not an, an annoyance. It's an invitation. I love when my, when my girls call me yeah. and like, dad, 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 like even, even, even today, I, I cause I, took the last of the coffee that I had at the house, right? Because I make a special His coffee. college educated, brilliant daughter is desperate. Who does she call? <laughs> she sends me a text. We're out of coffee. <laughs> yeah, well, your coffee's not normal coffee. It's jacked and you get addicted to that. Uh, I was told by someone in my church that I needed to put warning labels on it. <laughs> well, the problem with your coffee is in three days you start getting sleepy again. So that I, I struggle with it. It is so good in my daughter. But, you know, that like, it, dude, it blessed my heart for my daughter to reach out and say, we're out of coffee, big bug eyes, you know, circling around in a dizzy effect. What does it mean? Man, she she appreciates dad's coffee. She just needs dad. She needs her dad. Yeah. 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 Or or call me up. Hey, dad, this is doing this. I love their little voice. Hey, dad. And you're there to help. That's what God wants to do. That's what God the Father loves when we call on him. Mm -hmm. Loves it. I'm going to circle back around to that psalm. Uh, You know, David is in serious trouble. I mean, it is bleak at the human level. Right. But that's just the neat thing. It's not at the human level. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how many uh, the adversary are. It doesn't matter how well armed they are. It doesn't matter how good their intelligence is. It's, it, this is a battle between God and Satan. Right. And so he's on God's side and he's cool. And he, and he believed that and he, he trusted God. He, he, he slept yeah. at night resting in the Lord. Mm. And uh, I've seen, uh, Tom and Kim, I've seen you do that just against uh, medical, um, 
stories and things that you're hearing and you just believe God and did the next right thing. And that, that's so huge. It's huge. Believing God mm-hmm. and just doing the next right, right thing. But, but also I want to, I want to point out that God is our refuge and we can run to him. We can trust in him. We can rest in him. Right. Cause that's what we need to do. But guys, with that being said, it does not mean that we are exempt from going through difficult situations. As a matter of fact, Jesus led his disciples into a boat knowing mm-hmm. storms coming. a storm is coming, right? Mm-hmm. Why would he do that knowing a violent storm is coming? Look here in Matthew 8, 23 through 27. Now, when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him, and suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and woke him saying, Lord, save us. We're perishing. I mean, this is a, this was a violent storm. Yeah, it's for real. It was, it was straight up for real. But he said to them, why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. The biggest question is, why are you fearful? Why are you fearful? And, and then he says, then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. So the men marveled saying, who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? And I'm just going to tell you that when we face the most horrible situations, and sometimes God, he leads us into the storm so that we can see, forgive me, so that we can see and we can marvel at his love and his greatness for us. They were on the troubled sea on two occasions, once he was sleeping in the boat and yep. they woke him and yeah. he said, don't you care that we perish? <laughs> Three words and it was all fixed. And they were so embarrassed. All right. And, but the other time they were in the boat without him mm-hmm. and they were freaking out. And then who did they see walking on the water? I'm not sure at first. <laughs> they thought it was a ghost at first. <laughs> at first. Turned out it wasn't a ghost, was it? No, it was Jesus. And what was, I love, I did, I'm not the author of this little phrase, but it's beautiful. What was Jesus saying as he walked on the water towards these guys? He's saying, I already have under my feet what threatens to be over your head. Dude, there's a point. Yeah, I'll take it. I didn't earn that one, but I'll take it. I know, but I'm giving you it because it's that's a, that's... Because that, that is the thing, right, is God already has under his feet what we feel is already over our head. Countless times we see God led Israelites into war with armies far superior than them, and they had to trust him. Sometimes God allows us to go through these storms for a reason. They're not fun, and they're scary. Let's be honest. They're scary. Could we say they were safe places, but they sure didn't feel like it? Right, but there was a wonderful lesson that was that was taught through that uh, uh, that drama. You can trust God. I, I say was I asked people was their fear real? Yeah, but I think it was unfounded, and that's what they felt like when right. Jesus says, "Peace be still," and boom, everything is all better. God can make it all better so fast. In the blink of an eye. You know, and, and Jesus tells us in John 16, 3, he said, these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Do not allow the world to rob you of your joy. That's what he's saying. Be of good cheer because we know who's in control. And again, 
one of the things that we have to remember, and, and I think that we forget, right? We're like, okay, God, I trust you, but then we want God to do it on our time. And God's like, no, 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 no. You have to trust me that I have absolutely in my control everything. It's not going to get away. And he says, be of good cheer. Do not allow the time of waiting. Do not allow Satan to get in and rob you of your joy in the time that God has you being patient. Because patience make us complete. Right? Isn't that what it says? Yeah. And so God is God is doing a work. And sometimes it doesn't always feel like it, but God is doing a great work. And we have we we have to trust him through that. No matter our circumstances, we have to understand that the safest place to be always is in the center of God's will. Mm-hmm. I like the little phrase it comes to me. It's a faith uh, definition when it's not looking so good faith is saying it's so when it ain't so in order to make it so and uh, i remember some of my darkest uh, pastoral hours like how are we ever gonna get this building up there's no way we're out of resources and then then you're just desperate. We were going to have a board meeting one time. I said, we don't need to have a board meeting. We just need to have a prayer meeting. Yeah, right. We got nothing to board about. We just need to get on our face and cry out to God. And we did. And And God shows up. And we had peace. We were laughing. We were laughing at ourselves like, okay, God, we're so far in over our head. We don't even know how to pray. We're just going to to praise you for a little while. And we're going to go home and and wait for a miracle. And, you know, the miracle came. It was like within 72 hours after that, uh, a, a banker showed up and um, walked through. And he says, oh, my goodness. He goes, this building is almost complete. And he says, we can, man, and showed, just show me your income and your expenses. And I, he, he came out on, this was a Saturday morning. He was there on Monday. And he called us Tuesday morning and said, you got the loan. It'll take about three days to process it. And the building never stopped. Right. And it's just like God's yeah. like. I let you, I let, I let the heat be on sometimes, but I'm with you. I love you. I know what I'm doing and I want to get glory from it. And that's, I think key, uh, Tom and Kim is, is, is God is getting great glory in your battle. He's getting glory. That's the theme of the universe. Well, think about, think about this right now. So Tom and Kim, you need to hear what I'm going to say. Uh, your storm as ugly as it is sometimes and painful and stressful and tiresome and, and makes you weary. Your storm has now reached the multitudes. Your storm is going to help someone else get through their storm because of this podcast. Mm -hmm. Your storm has given others scriptures to hold on to through this podcast. Mm -hmm. And your storm has moved us to move others and to do what? To draw them closer to God. And if that's what this is about, then praise Jesus, right? Because, uh, and we're like, okay, Lord, uh, we're ready for the storm to be over. And God ends the storm at the perfect moment. Yeah, the sweetest Psalms were written in the hardest of times. And they're, they're such a blessing to us. Guys, listen, I want you to understand that God's, uh, uh, God promises to be our refuge. In Hebrews 13, 5 through 6, it says this. 
Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, because of what Jesus says, we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? And I think that that is where we have to be. Tom, Kim, we're praying for you. And when life is too much for you to take on by yourself, trust in the Lord. Listeners, trust in the Lord. Uh, We're part of God's creation. And God sustains all of his creation. And God holds us together. And so I want to encourage you that we love you. We're praying for you. Others will be praying for you. Never let go of the hand of Jesus because he is what keeps you in the right with God the Father. Hey, guys, I hope this podcast has blessed you. And until next time, God bless.